Welcome to Morning Skate, episode 287. Uh, it's your host, Ked, joined by my co-host, Brownie. And we got Fink in the building, boys. What a night of hockey. Uh, we're recording pretty late. It's 11-17. The Panthers just moved on to the Stanley Cup final in one of the best games, I would say, of all playoffs. Um, but what's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Dude, right. dude, I mean, yeah, you're you're right. That was one of the best games. And as a Stars fan, down 3-0, it's just nice to see... Uh, to see somebody else get get booted in four before we do. That's fair. I was going to say I thought the game, uh, the one nothing game, was a better game just by the drama of it of a one nothing game. But I wasn't going to be mean to think right off the hump. Okay, I've been mean to myself all all week long. <laughs> this is the first time he's turned the lights on in his room. Already, so well, yeah, yeah. Well, the original we I wasn't sure if we were going to get done and Fink was going to be able to start on time with us and he was going to jump in and we had it lined up. I was supposed to his, his I go what's what do you want for your intro music like we did for Hal? <laughs> go ahead, Fink. <laughs> Uh, I asked for uh, REMs. Everybody hurts. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Hurts. Uh, it's it's been a, it's been a it's been a hell of a run for the stars and the stars fans. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think exhaustion has set in, and we've just we've just run into an extremely hot team. There's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and and, and we'll, we're we're gonna hop into and just kind of talk about all that stuff at some point. But um, think thanks for coming on. It's yeah. been little. It's been about a week since we released the last podcast. We're gonna make sure this can be released Thursday morning. Um, I'm naming it. Would you rather have Kachuk or Matthews? Just to really <laughs> the fucking pot. I know Brownie's gonna love that a little bit. Um, I mean, so, you know, I think it's pretty. It's pretty much who's the face of U.S. hockey at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. The best yeah. U.S. born player in the NHL is Matthew Kachuk. Joe Pavelski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's it's one of those weird things because at the beginning of the year it was like, okay, well, Kachuk went to Florida. Like we were all like, okay, Calgary did whatever they could to kind of you know retool on the fly, I guess. And we were all saying, you know, what was it, tree leaving? Uh, yep. For GM of the year, who's doing all these things? Actually, after the just that you said that, sorry to interrupt you, but they just announced it tonight. The three people up for GM of the year. It's not in the doc. Uh, Bill Zito of Florida. Jim Neal of Dallas and Don Sweeney of the Bruins. All three so, pretty good picks. Yep. Yeah. So tree living's not even remember, we were like giving the GM of the year right now. And that's yeah. but the way it ended, you know. Yeah, but isn't it weird how like we were kind of all stroking off Calgary after you know they got Uyghur, Kachuk, like or not Calgary. That's um, Bobrovsky had I just saw it for this because I had the TV on down here for the hurricane series. He has a 1.6 goals against and a 9.66 save percentage in that series. It's pretty fucking good. He's yeah, back on the case, boys. He's back on the case. Yeah, yeah. we'll 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 hop into it. I guess what the point was I was trying to make is that Calgary was kind of the team that were like, okay, they retooled, like they're going to be good, and it was almost like the Panthers are an afterthought kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think any of us really thought that they would make any sort of run, even during the regular season. It came down to Pittsburgh losing to Columbus and I think Chicago. That got Florida in the playoffs. And Which just also kinda... got Chicago the first pick. They got Bedard that way. Right. It's a butterfly effect, dude. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher all over it. But uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's well, just kind of thing. Everybody forgets <sighs> about Florida. I know we're going to get into this, but Florida was the president's trophy winner last season. Yep. And they didn't have Ekblad. Yep. So they basically got a top four defenseman and Matthew Kachuk in this deal. Yeah. I can't, I, I cannot believe that there is a team that, uh, is going to the Stanley Cup final with Mark Stahl on it. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Listen, um, you're going to have to hate somebody on the team. It's the way it works every year. I know, but I just can't believe a team that has him playing like substantial minutes 
like he even said that he was surprised. He thought he was going to be like seven, eight minutes a night. Yeah, which is fucking bizarre. But all right, let's let's Mia Culpa. We got a big thing coming up. So Mia Culpa, uh, boom. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpas with Cat and Brownie. And think, and think. um, so the only thing we had was the Timo Meyer thing. So it's a little more uh, convoluted than we originally thought. Okay. New Jersey, the Devils have seven RFAs at the end of the season. Uh, but Timo Meyer has some kind of deal where he can go to RFA arbitration and get a one year at a 15% discount of the top players. It's the we- it's a weird little loophole thing. Interesting. So he's under contract and they can assign him, they can sign him to an affordable one year deal if they can't work out a long term extension. Okay. So, that was yeah, that, the, that actually oh, plays pretty well it. for New Jersey having to yeah, figure out they want to because I mean he didn't he didn't do shit so it's kind well, of like it's, a it's, contract yeah make earn it right yeah so you know but they have they have seven RFAs so they're up against it up against it okay uh get on us for Mia Culpa's fucking a yeah, right buddy. uh NHL the news. such a beauty and so is ken for fucking doing all that shit um <laughs> all right videos. we're gonna we're gonna talk florida we're gonna get right into it so they moved on to the stanley cup final which again when we kind of break down each series we'll get into that but they became the first team in nhl history to enter the postseason as the lowest seeded team and on multiple three nothing best of seven series leads in the same run it's pretty fucking good yeah they got some pretty interesting stats in here um, they needed a police escort to game three in Carolina because of a bomb threat called into their hotel by a Carolina fan. Ratko Gudis was named individually. Game stay two, cla- actually. Stay, game two. stay classy, Carolina. Stay yeah, no classy. shit, huh? Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky notched his first postseason shutout in Florida, game three with a one nothing W. Um, let's kind of should we talk about him now or should we when we break down the series? What do you think? Save for the breakdown, we'll just buzz through the NHL okay. new stuff. Uh, Matthew Chuck is the second player in NHL history to score the overtime goal on the road in each of the first two games of a playoff series. The first was Maurice Rocket Richard in 1952. Yep. Uh, Le- wow. Roberto Luongo has been all over social media with the Sellies after Florida victories. The always self-deprecating Luongo caption a few with act like you've been there before. And I seriously need to get a hold of myself moving forward. You know, that guy's fired up. It's always kind of cool to see former players like really fucking get into it. Right? They're great pictures too. You know, just, just pure happiness on the guy. Bobby fucking Lou, dude. Uh, the team has been bringing a portable logo on the road with them for playoff games. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And according to Greg Wisniewski of ESPN, it takes up approximately 65% of the floor space in the visitor's locker room in Carolina. He was throwing a fucking temper tantrum about this. Like, because you're not allowed to talk, like walk on the thing. It's well, probably why it's they do huge, it. And then the players get pissed when the reporters trample it. Yeah, they, that's probably why they did it. Just to like get the fuck out of the locker room. Could the Leafs be cursed because of Justin Bieber walking on the logo? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Are we blaming this on fucking Bieber now? Why not? I'm fine. I'm fine, I'm fine with that. Dude, there's this Instagram account called like Nux Memes. And it was and it was essentially comparing Toronto Maple Leafs fans to little kids who still believe in Santa Claus. Like, like Maple yep. Leafs fans still believe that they still did one of the all-time memes, I think, this year. Um and then golfer Brooks Kepka brought his PGA trophy to game three of the Florida Carolina series. And he and his friends were having a time with the trophy. Uh, Brady Kachuk was also there. He joined the fun, joined the golf and chucked some beers out of the trophy. I thought before the playoffs started, Brady Kachuk said that he wouldn't be going to Florida or some shit like that. No, but... uh, 
He said he wouldn't go. Was I could have swore because remember, like the remember the battle yeah. that they had after Keith Kachuk. Yeah. Also, did Keith Kachuk make this happen? He's there. He's uh, he's certainly having a good time. <laughs> he, yeah, but he lit the fire when he said yeah. that this team's fucking soft. They don't play like Brady's team. Holy yeah. fuck. Um, yeah, the, talking about Brooks Kepka, did you see he was up for like two days straight or something? Oh, he hasn't and, slept in four days. No chance. But he was clapping and someone put the video of no sound and they like zoomed in on his hands and his eyes. <laughs> and it was like the ratio of blinks to claps was like he was like pinned. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, hmm. I think that was I think that was Pete Blackburn. Yeah. Oh, it was a Pete Black problem. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, yeah, dude, I this whole Florida thing's fucking blowing my mind. Uh Florida Carolina four overtime uh game one. Well, this game was only the sixth longest in league history with the implementation of different stats. We can see how long individual players skated throughout the course of the game. Brandon Montour led all skaters as he traveled 8.96 miles, while Brent Byrne led Carolina with 7.65. Aaron Eckblad did the second most road work with 7.73. Good play on words there, Brownie. Uh, Montour logged the most time on ice of all skaters with 57 minutes, 56 seconds, whereas Burns was 54 minutes and 43 seconds. Burns did set a record for the most minutes by someone 38 or older since the NHL started tracking individual ice times in 1922-23. Prior to the game, Carolina brought in retired Carolina Panthers running back Jonathan Stewart to crank up the storm warning horn, which broke under the force of Stewart, which is pretty fucking funny. Well, you know what's funny is if you're at a four-overtime game, so a regular game is three hours, then another three. So that's six. You're pushing seven hours in a rink. And if you're in a rink, especially in Carolina down south, you know what's going to happen? It's going to get cold in that rink. Yeah. And you're going to get cold sitting in a rink that long. So oh, I love where you're going here. What you need to do when you heated go to these games is you need to wear the heated core. Heated core. So, Fink, I don't know if you're aware of the heated core. The heated core is a heated base layer system. Uh, it has three adjustable heat sitting settings, which lasts up to six hours on one battery. And the battery can actually charge up your phone, which you would need after six hours in the rain. True. Uh, because it's a base layer, you can feel the heat almost instantaneously. Uh, it's right up against your skin, warms you in huge quadrants. The website is heatedcore.com. If you go on there, the promo code MORNINGSKATE15, get yourself 15% off. Hashtag Outlast Your Adventure. Fucking A rights. And I have a question. Big, can can we get one of these fucking things? Because w- tonight and last Wednesday, I had softball, both 840 games. And dude, it had to have been 50 degrees out both times. Today, it was raining. I was freezing my ass off. And I, I shit you not the entire time I was thinking I wish I had some heat. Cool. I actually have the heat lamp on for the uh, baby chicks outside. So it's a little it's a little chilly in the Northeast, though. Clearly. Cool. Boys, boys, send it down here. Send it down here to Dallas, please. <laughs> I'm over this. I'm I'm in a cutoff. I'm not I don't mind, I'm in a cutoff shirt. I don't even have the muscles for it, but I'm in a cutoff shirt. <laughs> dying down here. We should, ask, we should ask Eden Core if they're gonna start doing cutoffs now. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. Oh, that, yeah. Also, I just want to touch on uh Greg Wyshynski. He's the biggest tryhard in all of hockey media. He's well, the man. biggest baby back bitch I've ever seen on Twitter. He literally tweeted earlier, and I I don't want to stray too far from where we're at, but the Dallas Stars released a statement. Obviously, the Stars fans or quote-unquote bandwagoners, as everyone's calling them, because there's not really a true Stars fan that would do this, uh, throwing the trash and the popcorn uh, on the ice and on oh, Aiden Hill as he comes out I of the tunnel. I fucking love that. I don't yeah, know. I, was, I, I, don't, was, I didn't have a problem with that. I have anymore. no problem so, with that. So Get down here... That, dude. Down here, the Southern hospitality thing kicks in. Everyone's like, that's not, that's not who we are down here. 
And uh, so the the stars and Brad Alberts, the president and the CEO of the Dallas Stars, released an apology in a statement saying oh, we don't right. condone that. And then Wyshynski, out of fucking nowhere, just goes, this team, its coach, and its players have wasted more breath condemning the behavior of their fans than they have the behavior of their captain. What a world. This right. guy is the biggest pussy in the entire fucking yeah. sport of hockey. Sorry for the, the curse-ridden rant, but I can't stand this guy. He makes yeah. a living off of just being like, everyone should be nice. What, he needs to change his at Wyshynski to at tummy sticks. It's ridiculous. I, uh, I'm so, going to say straight up, I love the popcorn move. Uh, you guys need to fucking, you know, figure something out, get some sort of spark, get in his head, throw some popcorn at him. I also yeah. thought the Jamie Ben play was very clean. I think that Mark Stone probably shouldn't have been standing there at that uh, point. should have been standing there. I think that's just as much on him as it is on Ben. Ben fell down and his head just happened to be there. And now George Peros wakes up and starts trying to sling his little dick around all over the place. Gives him two games when Petrangelo tried to fucking chop off dry side. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm clearly being, I'm clearly being like a troll with this, well, but yeah. the well, fact that Ben got two games and Petrangelo only got one. And I understand it might've been like head principal point of contact yeah. or whatever, but like, fuck, they were both, I thought position. it was more malicious with the Petrangelo one than it was a Jamie Ben one. If Jamie Ben wanted to fucking stomp his fucking head into the into the ice with a stick, he could have. Like he barely got him. Am I wrong on that? Like I thought it was bad, but like I think this was worthy of a two. I think Petrangelo was also worthy of a two. Then be consistent yeah. with it. Yeah, exactly. Consistency well, the, is key, and NHL officiating has lacked it. Like playoff games. Which like, Uski was going to come on the pod next week, but I guess not now. Yeah. I don't think oh yes, good. line me up. I'll stay up all night for that one. <laughs> no, like the whole oh the media can't walk around sixty five. Like shut the fuck up, dude. Like I, can't I will stand say this <laughs> when we're talking about Ben and stuff. I did see an article today. Think I meant to screenshot and text it to you. Um, there was some writer. Uh, I think it was Yahoo Sports. Ingle, Mac Ingle. Sounds familiar. Sounds right. I think it's the Star Dallas Fort Worth or something like that. Is there a paper? Yeah, out yeah, of that's him. Yep. Yep. So he had an article saying that they should strip Ben of the captaincy and oh, give it a Pavelski. What a fucking soy boy beta. Well, it was because it was because the, the the his main point of the article was that Ben uh bounced last night and didn't answer any media questions about it where Pavelski sat in his place and answered him. And I think that was the impetus to write the article. I bet like if I bet there's a direct correlation between people who say shit like that and where they batted in the lineup and literally growing up. Like there's no way that guy bat first or clean up. Like he was batting ninth every single fucking time. Like that is, they can that fill might up a be the wildest analogy you've ever you want to know what though? Look at the correlation. I bet you money that guy was never good at sports and how so about it. I'm gonna look him up. I so hope he was like all state or something. Yeah, he. Oh, you thought that guy won state? Oh, strip Danny Ben of his fucking captain. Oh my god, fucking Don Billingsley and Mike Winchell would have fucking ate that guy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the Permian Panthers. Am I right, Fink? I just imagine he fills up a mean water bottle. Yeah, dude, sick, <laughs> sick water bottle, and not yeah. only fills it up, but he fucking cuts up limes to put it into. What a fucking pussy, dude. Big all heart right, and moving, soul guy. Moving on. This was kind of crazy. I'm glad that you put this in here, Brownie. The Rangers have let longtime trainer Jim Ramsey go. Uh, Rammer, he worked for the team since 94. He's worked several Olympics as Team Canada's head trainer. Somebody, I forget. A out like, of the field, right? Yeah, and, like, somebody's like, why aren't they kind of bring this up? This is this is kind of fucking weird. Like, And they and I feel like they tried to kind of slip that one past. Yeah, but the Rangers let him go. It wasn't like Rammer yeah. was like, hey, like, I'm all set. Like, I wonder what, <clears throat> if there was any sort of, and I know that, like, there was a Drury yelling match with, um, 
go on like this is all speculation oh, yeah. i wonder if like ramsey was involved in that at any point like just kind of a weird move what also, if ramsey the last day uh on the exit interviews he ran in and his morning skate morning skate hoodie and and pants like mika and pulled his shirt <laughs> over his head and started throwing punches Dude, I, I, uh, head. I uh i met jim ramsey one time after a rangers game and uh i got a picture with mika i got a picture with, with zook but like before all the players went out he came out and nobody recognized him but like obviously i'm a fucking super fan so i'm like i'm like rammer and he looks over he's like can i get a picture and he, he kind of like went like this and then he took like three or four more steps stopped turned around and he goes I'll do a picture with you. How, I, how I old were you? Uh, this was like last year or a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. <laughs> no, this was like, I don't know, probably five or six years ago. I was like, okay. it was just kind of cool because he was always a guy and like, dude, the announcers like Joe McLeddy, Sam Rosen, whenever they get a chance to bring him up, it's like, yeah. oh, it's, always beloved. Yeah. yeah I very, very name. bizarre move yeah. on there. Um, yeah. But I mean, we haven't won since 94. So fucking take a hike, pal. Uh, Arizona, dude. So I, we mentioned cutoffs a little bit earlier. So I know Disco's fully <laughs> dialed into what we're talking about right now. Uh, the voters in Tempe, Arizona, voted down three ballot measures that were looking to contribute funds for a new arena in Tempe. While there are many possible locations for relocation, Salt Lake City, Houston, Kansas City, Quebec, and Hamilton, one of the things working to keep the Yotes in the desert are the expansion fees that owners would split if a new team came into the league versus a re- relocated franchise. The sale of the Ottawa Senators is expected to re- approach the $1 billion mark, and the latest franchise to join the league, the Seattle Kraken, went for 650 mil. Uh, shout out to Cronin. Cronin, he made a pretty funny blog about like potential places that like this could happen. Kansas City's not getting a fucking hockey team, dude. I will be so fucking mad if they put another fucking hockey team in Missouri. What the fuck are, would they be doing? I think that's <laughs> Well, people have mentioned Atlanta. Remember earlier this year? Who else is in Missouri? St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, St. Louis, Missouri. You're right. All right. Sorry. I mean, they have been dog shit this year, so I could see how you would forget them. Don't fucking put another franchise in Missouri. My thing is, is like they they mentioned that. Remember, it was like Kevin Weeks. They were talking about Atlanta, like out of nowhere. Like, remember, like Gary Bettman's like, we're not going to do any more teams. And all of a sudden, they're like, well, Atlanta's around. They've already done that once. Dude. Fucking I'd love another, to see him go to Hamilton, to be honest. Put another with team in Canada. They're so fun. Like, stop being stupid. You guys love hockey up there. You want to get it's money? The, put it's another the exchange team rate. It's the exchange rate and the taxes. That's why. I would uh I I mean, I you guys will learn very quickly. Dallas and Houston have a bitter rivalry. They don't like each other as cities. We don't like their franchises. We think they're assholes. It, it's humid. It's, a, it's the ball sack of Texas. Um, but <laughs> That being said, they are the biggest U.S. market without a hockey team. If you put a hockey team there, they will flock to it. They yeah. they have nothing else to be proud of right now. Well, Their I, baseball I, teams are cheaters. So they should put another. They should put it like you know how you have the New York Rangers, New York Islanders, and Jersey Devils. Put another team in Toronto. That would be fucking oh hard. Hamilton. Hamilton's God. forty minutes away. Oh well, there you go. That would yeah. be so funny. Can you imagine if they put a team in Hamilton and Hamilton wins the fucking cup? I would as die. much as much as Toronto is this international jet set city, the home of hockey. Hamilton is like blue collar, and it would be. It's like a. I believe it's like a oh, Jenks again. Sorry, Jenkins. I should have called you for this. It, it's. I believe it's a very blue collar. I want to say it's a steel like Pittsburgh style. All right, you know the movie Youngblood. Yeah, I'm Mustangs? aware. Were they from Hamilton? Don't yeah. remember. Yep, this is a Hamilton I, Mustangs. I think they were, right? There you go. There you go. Um, um, hey, before you go further, I just saw across the screen, um, this was the first sweep in Florida history in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo just re-upped Kyle Pozo for one year, 2.5, I think it said. 
He's the leader in the room. Everybody likes him. Good guy to have 2. around. 2.5 for Kyle Pozo? Yeah. Take that all day. Uh, more Arizona. And what could be labeled as a few connected stories? Clayton Keller's agent has met with the team since the vote was lost. Keller is not asking to be traded yet, but that the meeting was to gain clarity over the direction of the club. Keller's father had a Mitch had a Paul Marner moment yep. when he apparently had his Twitter account hacked, which was hilarious. This never happened. He ended up tweeting up essentially like, hey, he's not showing up. <laughs> like yeah. him and the, the other guys aren't. And then he'd, oh, hey, my account got hacked. I love when that happens. Uh, also, Logan Cooley, the Arizona third overall pick. Uh, third pick overall has announced that he would be returning to Minnesota after the vote didn't go the Coyotes' way. Cooley said he was leaning towards going pro, but the vote decided it for him. Big surprise that Keller and Cooley have the same representation. Wheels are falling off. You hate to see it. Um, I, there's just Arizona, man. And I don't want to – actually, there's probably not too many people from Arizona listening to this podcast, so I just don't really give a shit. They're not, they're not a hockey market. I don't think you have to be like – they're not. They I never would, have I would, I would have to disagree that – uh, they're not, in my opinion, not a hockey market, but from what I've heard internally in the city is the biggest thing that you're going to do to them as a community, taking the coyotes away is affecting all of the kids because really, like, I think a big thing that the NHL has pushed is the, you know, hockey is for everybody. We want kids to get involved and the coyotes have a really healthy system of kids in there that are in the coyotes, learn to play system you know, the Coyotes junior teams, things like that. So if you snatch, yeah, if you snatch that out, you essentially cut off the lifeblood to that. And a big example is the Houston like area. The Houston arrows were around, they cut the arrows off and they're still junior arrows teams and junior wild teams for whatever reason. Oh, it's probably because they're bitter about Dallas. So they pick the wild. Um, it's just like you cut that NHL connection off and you do really do a disservice to all those kids that are there that, even though, because let's be honest, guys, when we're eight, nine years old, we don't give a shit if our team is good or bad. We just want to go to the games we have. We want to have a good time. We want to be at the rink. We want to have fun. You take that away from them. And really, you know, you take that away from the kids. It's about the kids, guys. So, so after, the kids. after that sob story, what do I think of the kids, Brownie? <laughs> Kid doesn't like kids. Fuck them, no. kids. Fuck them, well, kids. I will say this. It, it lines up perfectly that this deal didn't go through. They're playing at mullet for another year. They're still maneuvering. Austin Matthews, which we'll get to Toronto, if he doesn't sign by July 1st, he has a full no-movement clause. They don't have a GM right now, which we'll get to. So no one really knows who's calling the shots. At some point, they have to be like, if we don't think he's signing long-term, we got to flip him because otherwise he could walk. It makes sense for him to go to – if you're going to trade him somewhere that he can't control it, you might as well trade him over to Arizona who's got all kinds of money to absorb salaries. They could probably take on another bloated salary from Toronto and a shitload of picks coming back. Prospect picks, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a a pretty – And Arizona, I mean, that's where he's from. He'd probably be happy. Mm, Maybe even um, smile and show some emotion. I doubt that. Robot. No, I thought we were talking. Oh, you mean Connor McDavid? Sorry, I get those cute. They confused. <laughs> well, they're both abusive relationships. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> uh, Anton Kadobin's headed home to the KHL. The 37 year old netminder is taking his talents overseas after logging 260 games played in the NHL over 13 seasons with Minnesota, Boston, Carolina, Anaheim, Dallas, and Chicago. Doby leaves with a record of 114, 92, and 33 to go with his 2.52 goals against and a 916 save percentage. Had 11 shutouts, eight points, uh, 16 penalty minutes, loved by his teammates. Also, Vitaly Kratsov, the Rangers' first uh, round pick from a couple years ago. He did he bop to the KHL, too. Can't cut it. Fucking go home, you crybaby fucking wine ass. 
Really happy we got rid of him. What a little fucking pussy that boy was. Unlike Kratsov, Kadobin, well-loved, uh, would step up, play well, uh, backup goalie, but he – he, I don't. He started for you guys for a little bit, didn't he? Think like, oh my god, he didn't just start for us. He had one of the most unreal goalie runs in Stanley Cup history, going all the way to the finals. Eventually, getting beat by Vasilevsky. Not nothing to cry about, but he was the uh, "We're not going home" Russian chant uh, in the Western yeah. Conference Finals. He was the so. guy you pull for, dude. You yeah, know, what you remind me of like he was great. You remind me of like Archis Urbe. Do you remember that dude on Carolina, yeah, like yeah, the Carolina. smaller kind of guy who had like a sick setup? He was like. Like, I guess a poor man's Tim Thomas. I'm not like trying to chirp him, but it was just, he wasn't like a, he's a smaller dude, very yep. athletic, fiery. Yeah. And just kind of came out of nowhere and he, and he would do his job, but then he would go on little runs like Fink just mentioned. And it was yeah. Like, we'll miss yeah. him. We loved him in Dallas. He was one of the, the, the fan favorites, regardless of if he was starting or on the bench. He was just, he, he's just a fun guy to have on your team. Yeah. And now um, he's going to go make that, that KHL money with no taxes. So good on him. Yeah. Um, the QMJHL NHL legend Patrick Waugh has added some hardware to his trophy case as he led the Quebec Ramparts over the Halifax Mooseheads in six games win the league championship and Roz and Waz last season behind the bench. This is a name that keeps getting brought up with the New York Rangers head. Coach I was gonna bring that up, yeah. Um fucking Quebec. I mean, if they bring him in, I think ha- I think a lot of it probably has to do with trying to unlock another level of Lafreniere. Same kind of French Canadian type shit. I don't know. I think if Patrick Waugh came to coach the Rangers, Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad would have to cry in their matching bunk beds every single night. I don't think that they could handle that kind of heat, but that's what the Rangers need. So be great for Igor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And I, it's just, I, I don't know the Rangers. I think the Rangers are kind of also waiting to see if Sheldon Keefe's going to get fired. I'm sure we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, yeah, actually next. What a fucking segue. Uh, Toronto heck of a week for Leafsland. Dubis, the analytic guy, the guy with the glasses, the cool guy, wears scarfs in the summer. Uh, he's out as the GM. Uh, he was offered an extension, said he needed time to talk to his family. He then came back with a counter offer, and Shanahan said, thanks, but no thanks. Shanahan was interviewed. Didn't he say that you know he was kind of on board with bringing him back, and then he saw like an interview or something that Dubis said, and it like completely changed his mind about what the fuck was going on? Yeah, it was, it was odd because Shanahan was like, I saw this interview, and in the interview, all Dubis said was, I really have to talk to my family because it's it's a decision that we make as like a unit. It was very. And you know like, what Shanahan said? Suck my unit. Bring much. It was just a. It was a pretty bland statement. Um, I I I wondered. There's some like you know the whole thing like you break up with your girlfriend. There's your version, her version, somewhere in the middle. Yep. Similar there. similar thing. You know, do we think that Dubas kind of handled this with class? Because I think he did. Like, I don't Absolutely. know if he's trying to yep. like really kind of really tone in the I'm a family man thing, but like he he I think he did, and it's almost like you feel bad for him, and it's like, well, it, listen, it's it's a big so no matter almost every NHL city, the GM's gonna get scrutiny, right? But Toronto is a whole different level, and and they they know who his kids are, you know stuff like that. It's craziness. It's a very different market. The thing is, though, is if you look at the team that he put together, other than a goalie, I think we can all kind of agree that's where he really fucking dropped the ball there. Yep. Everybody else on that team, on paper, they had a fucking wagon of a team. And at some point, isn't it isn't it just kind of on the players where it's like, hey, maybe all the, the players. players should fucking show up a little bit. Got more no fucking for heart. No heart. There's no yeah. heart in that locker room. And I guess maybe that is on the GM for picking those types of players, but it's 
And you know what? And I don't know if you guys saw this, and I can't remember who who tweeted it. I, I hope it wasn't Wyshynski, that big bitch. Um, but there was apparently an internal strife between Shanahan and Dubis back in 2021, I believe. Oh, and man, yeah. yeah, and Dubis actually wanted to make a trade with the Buffalo Sabers for the I think fifth round pick. I think it was the 171st pick overall. I could be off by a few picks. I'm no genius, but that pick would have sent. Tage Thompson to the Maple Leafs okay. for a fifth round pick. That was a troll job. That's not. Oh, real. It was that can't yeah. be real? No, that, I, I don't know. A troll job because they both came out recently. I think it was over that, and they were like, "We that was not real" or something to that effect. Tate yeah, Thompson, Tate Thompson was a first first round pick. There's no way they're going to flip a fifth form. I don't know. This is just you know I can't. You can't believe anything on the internet anymore. But yeah, uh, are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about the other guy that left Toronto that uh, lost his smile? Toronto killed it. The most amazing laugh in all of the NHL. Jason Spezza. He also tendered his resignation prior to Shanahan's press conference about Dubis. That to me was a bigger woe than Dubis because I think we all saw the writing on the wall. If if they didn't advance out of the first round, if they didn't make an actual run, um, which they won their Stanley Cup. They made it out of the first round. If there was a, they probably had a, 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 a aluminum foil one in the locker room. They passed around, but the the Spezza one really surprised me because Spezza is a seasoned veteran. He never won the cup, and for him to tender his resignation and go, I, I don't want to be a part of this. He's gonna go somewhere else. The, the guy loves eats, breathes hockey. Yeah. So for, for me, that was kind of a weird tell of like, what's really going on? Like there, we know, we know front front facing what's going on but is there something deeper going on where they just are about to just sell the farm fall apart because maybe you know i think it's bullshit all of the the press conferences saying oh this is a good core i want to stay here yeah you've been saying that for like four fucking years yeah dude why why would you want to leave like why would you want to be the dude to get shipped off of that team other than know. the fact that you don't win but like you want to be the dude that like you're kind of the scapegoat. And what's weird is everybody keeps bringing up William Nylander. He's the only one who fucking showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, more Toronto Wayne Gretzky weighed in on the TNT panel after the Leafs were sent packing by Florida. You got guys in Toronto that are on milk cartons. <laughs> one of the players on the milk carton, Austin Matthews has a full no move clause, which you mentioned in his contract that kicks in July 1st. If the team can't resign it before then they'll risk, uh, they'll run the risk of him walking away from nothing at the end of the season a la John Tavares with the New York Islanders. So we've kind of seen them do that. Wow, karma would be a bitch. Could you imagine? Matthews goes to the Islanders? Yeah, and then, oh, my, no, 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 no. Matthews goes to Arizona, and then Arizona tweets out a picture of Matthews laying in bed with Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> Although, I will say, since that vote didn't go Arizona's way, Arizona has been wilding on Twitter. Oh, yeah. my God. The team account has been the Rick rule, the oh vote for where you want to keep the or where you want to send the next team. It's all Arizona. Yeah. Dude, kudos, kudos to them because they're like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, guys just fucking unhinged right now. Yeah. Uh, so Pat, Brad Tree, we mentioned him earlier, Calgary GM. Uh, he got canned uh, yeah. or he left, whatever it might be. But Craig Conroy, uh, new GM, friend of Aginla, Clarkson grad. Uh, so. I don't know if you listened to his press conference. Pretty interesting. Uh, he had some pretty pretty bold statements for an incoming GM. He wants to move in a youthful direction was one of the things he said. And then he flat out goes, we need a top six forward. And that's my first job or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And you don't hear many GMs come out. You know, usually they're like, oh, we like the pieces we have here. We got to see how it all meshes. He was flat out like, we need a top six. Take Chris Kreider. Send him to Calgary. Money the fuck later. Take Mika too. Two for one special. Uh, 
NHLPA has announced that Ron Hainsey has been promoted to NHLPA assistant executive director. He ran point on the search process and was instrumental in the hiring of Marty Walsh. Uh, if you guys remember, that's when the NHL just straight up told everybody that they're going to be ruined for the Bruins from now on. So I'm sure you're pretty pumped about this Ron Hainsey news, Brownie. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Uh, Vegas has announced that Robin Leonard's status for the start of next season is still unknown after dealing with his hip injury this year. I uh, feel bad also, for Robin Leonard. Also, he's bankrupt, I think, right? Yeah, it was oh, the that snake farm, remember? Fucking creepy. Uh, Phil, with <laughs> Phil Kessel not in the lineup, the Golden Knights have been having uh, no trouble lighting the lamp, shows their depth. Where would he slot for Boston and the New York Rangers? And Dallas, because Fink's here. Where would, yeah. where would he slot on the Rangers, right? As the Rangers and the Bruins and Dallas right now, as the Rangers and Bruins finish the season, where would you, where, where would you see Phil Kessel? I don't think he would have played. Really? No. Because I think your fourth line has to have like an identity, be defensive. They're not going to scratch anybody from the kids. And then your first, your time, you have six forwards. So I don't. I see him as the third line. He could have played third line minutes in power play one. I think. Uh, I think he's power play two for Dallas. uh, Fourth line. They're just that's kind of a hodgepodge line. It's like whoever. Yeah. But you know he's just he's just living life up in the suites, just fucking. Pounding glizzies just left and right. He didn't give a shit. Uh, more well, hey, than- hey, we, hold on. We talked about this when when he got scratched. Um, they're saying that his uh, his um, Iron Man streak is still alive because this was playoff and it doesn't count towards his regular season. I want to know your thought. Asterisk. There you go. All right, over. Fair enough. Uh, it, 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 they say that the playoffs is is a is a different beast. If you're not good enough to play in the playoffs, then who cares? That's when your top guys are in there. So you're telling me he's not one of your top guys. Sorry, it's over. Not one of their top twelve, yeah. It's over. Uh, noted fraud. Noted fraud. Actor Mark Wahlberg was on hand to sound the horn for Vegas in game. Absolute two. fraud. Yep. Yeah, I know. Probably you can't fucking there. toss on a Dallas Stars tie or uh, Max Domi jersey a month and a half ago, two months ago at the trade deadline. That's that's. Buddy. Does nobody go, go like the, tell him that that's just really fucking weird to do? Go to the gym. <laughs> shut up and go to the gym at three a.m. Surrounded by people that tell him how fucking great he is, and he actually believes it. Yeah, go to the gym at three a.m. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I heard a story about him today that he that he plays golf and he sprints from hole to hole. <laughs> what and a he, piece and, of shit. And he has someone that drives his golf clubs and he sprints. He, a, this guy's a hardo. A hard, he's the hardo's hardo. And don't think I forgot about that hate crime back in the day there, Mocky Mock. Dallas, why Johnson got the game-winning goal in Game 7 versus Seattle and became the youngest player in NHL history to get a series-clinching game winner at just 20 years old. He made a move that none of the Rangers' first-round picks would have made. I like this kid, Fink. He's a good player. Yeah. We like to to tout that he's only 19, but he just turned 20 uh, like a week ago. Um, You know, Ked and I were talking a little bit about this. The even though the the season is likely over tomorrow, um, it's a really exciting time for Stars fans. Yeah, you gotta feel good, dude. Yeah, like, you at got, some point, I, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan will be off the books at some point, right? In three, I think three to four years, both of them will be gone. Yeah. Um, and you have, yeah, but you have a new core that's going to be like Rope Hints is locked up. Robertson, Rope Hints eight yeah, years. Yeah. Robertson seven eight years. Ottinger four years. Uh, Niels Lungfist, great guy, going to be in the locker room. Can't wait to get him back on the ice. Wyatt Johnston, you got Logan Stankoven, who honestly would have been the second overall draft pick. Um, he the only guy who had a better season uh, than him in his league. 
Connor Bedard. Uh, Logan Stankoven is an absolute workhorse. Um, you know, how often do you see a team that has like very, very good players kind of age out and then the dudes that they drafted just seamlessly go right into that? Well, that was what was the two seven 2017 draft, think. Was that it? Yeah, those are that's when we got Heiskanen, Robo, and Ottinger. Robinson and Ottinger. I mean, that's where they hit on a draft. Yeah. Hard. That's why scouting is important. Yeah. Although I, I did hear something today. Um, they were talking about the four goalies left in the playoffs and how many games they played in the regular season. And Ottinger, I think, had 64 or maybe 62. It was over 60. And apparently the longstanding thought in the NHL is that you have to cap your number one at 58 games. And it makes sense. He's he's looked tired. And they said there's something that happens at the 58-point mark where it's a noticeable drop-off in, in effectiveness and production, and it's league-wide with goalies. And uh, so I wonder if that's – I mean, Pete DeBoer must be aware of that, Yeah, I would think. And, and I'll say, too, this is a stat that I, I saw kind of floating around, and a lot of people have been like, oh, Ottinger, uh, you know, he's fallen off, this and that, blah, blah, blah. What people fail to realize because it's such under a microscope of right now, they want to right. see right now, he's 24 years old. Yeah. Andre Vasilevsky in his first couple playoff runs, he was bad. He was he he had a losing record. And so go ahead. You know, sorry. it's gonna no, it's gonna take time. Like the fact that Ottinger, and let let me remind everybody, Jason Robertson, who kind of fell off in the playoffs, he's in his second season ever. Over 100 points, breaking Madonna's records here in Dallas. He's setting the bar higher. Like, yes, did we? Are we petering out at the finish line? Absolutely, 100. percent But this team is set up to do well at least for the next five, six, seven years and be a menace in the NHL. I will say, I don't. I mean, that first goal, that was a that was a weird bounce, right? That that put that one over him and that was like they were shocked yeah but you're supposed to score on a power play and when you're on a major and you score two i'm not really holding that all on oranger you no. know what i mean i mean he's had a couple of games throughout the playoffs uh he had one i think he got pulled in the seattle series one game yeah. um you know he he had a couple of bad games in minnesota up until this series he had not won or he had not lost two consecutive games in a row. Um, and people were saying, you know, he's unflappable, all this. Then he gets to Vegas. It's just like you said, I think he's hit the mark. I think this team has hit the plateau and they're just exhausted. I think that's a big reason why Ben did what he did. I don't think there was any malicious intent behind it, really. I think he's, everyone's just mentally, they're beat. This team has played a lot of hockey as of every other team, but it really kind of boils down to Ottinger not having, Wedgwood has been okay, but he was hurt for like a month and a half, so we That's didn't really have a true Wedgwood, backup. Was Wedgwood the backup all year? He was the backup through the first half of the season, and I want to say he had a back or neck issue that kept him out of the lineup for, I think, a month and a half, and every time he would get close, he would he would get like worse off, and it would have to like dial back and then extend it a little bit more. Um, and we don't have an, a guy outside of that that's not a rookie. We have a guy well, named Matt Shield. That's why, why yeah. got up over the 60 mark then. Absolutely, 100%. So yeah. um, I think Wedgwood's on a one-year deal that's expiring at the end of this year, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if they either, one, re-sign him to another extremely team-friendly deal, or two, they, they look for someone that might be a little bit higher than Wedgwood talent-wise to bring in. Uh, even though we love Wedgwood here, he's a great guy. He's fun to have on the team. 
but you know he's not a he's not a Kudobin. You know where you take him in and you know this guy's going to give you the best chance to win when Ottinger's not in the pipes. I do like his setup though. He had some nice. I like his pads last night. Yeah, he he's got a Ninja Turtle mask now, but before that he had a Hulk and a Winter Soldier mask. The dude's a complete like comic book nerd. That's awesome. uh, and he's not afraid of it. Um, so he's like I said, he's a fun guy to have on the team. He's a fun guy to post pictures of, like have on your your website or whatever. But at the end of the day, like I'd rather guy have a guy who has a black mask with nothing on it that you know is a favorable backup to Jake Hodge. Right, right, right. That's talking stars. Uh, let's. Uh, nope, just kidding. Uh, Jamie Ben. Lost his mind just 90 seconds into game three when you're not to the ice and cross checked him in the head. I mean, Brownie, eh. love tapped him. Uh, while he was down on the ice, he received a major in a game misconduct as well as getting suspended for two games. Say the, the Knights went on to win four nothing with two goals scored on that major. Uh, yeah, tough fucking look. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> not the best thing to do when you're already down 2 0. So I was thinking about this today when I was working. How many other how many other captains in the NHL could you see snapping like that? I think they did all the times in the nineties, but you just they didn't. Care. I'm talking nowadays. I'm uh, saying like um, run through your head captains in the NHL, and Jamie Ben's always been that guy who kind of walks snap that in line. a dirty way. Huh? Are you saying snap in a dirty way? Not necessarily, but the wires cross for that moment. It's a boneheaded play. You I know. think I think Truba does shit like that, but it's like cl- cl- clean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like in terms of a dirty, dirtyish kind of play, like Ryan Kessler screams like a guy that would do something like that. Like back in a few years ago, I'm trying to think of any other. It's a good point, Browning. Because I was just curious. I was just thinking about it today, and I really. I really couldn't come up with anyone except for Jamie Mar- Ben Marshand. I can see Marshand doing though. that. I know. <laughs> I, 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 um, Marcus Felino, maybe. Uh, maybe you know what? Just and I'm going to use the because he's a little bit younger. Brady Kachuk. He might be the only one that I could see doing that because that's kind of his persona. He's he he gets you know he's always in the scrum. He's always the first guy to throw a punch if he needs yeah. to. Uh, outside of that Jared though, no. Did some really dirty shit. Was it last year? Jared Spurgeon on the wild. Didn't he like really try to fucking hurt somebody on the blues? I'm pretty sure he got suspended in the playoffs last year. I don't know. Wild's a dirtbag squad. Um, That's a really good point, though, because I'm trying to think like a lot of the captains. Honestly, dude, a lot of the captains really aren't nail guns anymore. Like, no, there's really not. not that many fucking Jamie Benz in the league. Jamie Benz was on the lot, yeah. He's I mean, Ocposo is, is Ocposo's nails, but I don't think Ocposo has the short fuse that Ben does. <laughs> Like Arcoso no. is like the kind of guy like, hey, drop your mitts, drop your helmet. I don't care if we get suspended, we're we're fucking throwing. But yeah. I don't I don't see him jumping on top of somebody and you know, cross checking their throat. No, I don't. That's a really good fucking point. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't really th- think that there really are too many other Jamie Benz. I think no. Fink kind of nailed it. Like the only other kind of makeup similar would be like a Brady Kachuk. Hmm. Yeah, it was just something I was thinking about. Um. Yeah. New Jersey Devils head coach Lindy Ruff was was upset by the way the <coughs> series ended, as this was the second time he coached a team that was eliminated. This by is one a of those sport game. moment things, just so you know. By a delay of game, when a defenseman put the puck over the glass, I'm going to ask him to raise the glass a little bit. He joked after the game, Jonas Siegenthaler. Remember how I, he was my guy? I was targeting when they played the Rangers. Karma's a yeah. bitch, you Swiss fuck. Uh, put the puck over and Carolina scored on the ensuing power play to send the Devils home for the year. Back in 2006, Ruff led the Sabres to the Eastern Conference Finals 
where his team was eliminated on a power play by a delay game. Guess who did it? Rod fucking Brindamore. And I'm glad that Rod Brindamore is here because they reviewed that that goal for goalie interference, the Kachuk thing. So stupid. They, I mean, yeah, you might they, as well go for the review, right, at that point. Yeah, but did you see it go to the bench and he and he did the – Yeah, that's all he does. Classic. Do you see they all they do the whole team Sebastian Ajo, God I can't stand him. They all they do is cry all of them. The only one, yeah. The only one does it stall. Uh, was it Jordan Stall who's the captain? Yeah, he's the only one. Um, IIHF for the only the second time in the history Norway upset Canada on Monday with a shootout win three to two. Do we know if Zook's playing for Norway? I don't. Probably not. I feel like we'd see him. Yeah, posted right. somewhere with that. If so, yeah. yeah, this was crazy. Canadian Joe uh, Joe Valeno, Detroit, was suspended five games for following a stop on the back of a Swiss player Nino Niederreiter's Winnipeg Jets uh, leg last Saturday. This was crazy. This one have been one of the dirtiest things I've ever seen. This 100%. was like very similar to when Matt Cook did it to Eric Carlson, but it was right. He just didn't get him in the Achilles. Yeah, that was a dirt back move. That's a career-ending yeah. move. If he gets yeah. through. That's, I mean, you could, you're looking at, yeah, sliced Achilles, like unbeliever. So yeah. one time playing beer league, uh, I got, I, me and this guy collided. It wasn't, a, I wasn't trying to hit him. You're a dirty kind of Yeah, I wasn't trying to hit him, bro. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to hit it. He was in, I, I, I ends up in the that, second that ice row. Is just as much mine as his. Either yeah. way, he ended up on the ground and he rolled on his back. And I was like, I looked at him, I probably said something. And, he Get first, off the <laughs> first swung his stick at me from his back and then started kicking at me with his skates. I was like, I go, what the fuck? And he was kicking at me. And I mean, I'm not proud. And I chopped him right across the gut. But there it is. Yeah. yeah. We both got tossed. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, Boston Bruins, Garnet Hathaway had himself a day at Fenway when he caught a foul ball barehanded off the bat of Justin Turner. He was at the park celebrating his son's birthday and gave credit to a concession worker for a heads up. Heads up if it's a, rat, a righty's wow. Heads up if it's a righty batter, they come quick and they come off and pay attention. Kind of a cool moment. How many people <laughs> do you think at Fenway knew that was him? I don't know. Initially, uh, I'm sure they probably announced it like afterwards. Like probably more than the the lady who interviewed Jerome Ginla in the snow that time and had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but I will say this. This is this is a great thing. He talks about how it was his kid's birthday. His wife had already left with the kids. So he was at the game with his boys and he was going to bring the ball home for his 2-year-old son, which I thought was hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Um Brownie's Norris trophy pick, uh Hampus I, This was not my Norris trophy pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck out. God, I wish I had the technology to put that fucking clip in here right now. Uh, was playing through a broken foot during the playoffs. Something. Yeah, I mean it explains quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> Yager posted a pic of him with his Pittsburgh gear and framed newspaper from a Pittsburgh paper. Wow, well, and framed newspaper from a Pittsburgh paper with a picture of him with the caption the "Captain Comeback." Yager tweeted out this pic with a message: "I'll be back." He's not coming back, but still kind of cool. Well, he he does want to. He wants to do that one day contract with the Pens, right? To retire. <laughs> no, a I, oh, I, we kind of uh, skipped over that. Uh, I saw Sidney Crosby talk to Davis. Is that what you're going to bring up? No, but. The Fenway group has uh, gotten permission to talk to Dubas. Okay. And yep. I heard someone talking and they were like, it was one of those like panels. It wasn't TNT. It might've been ES. No, it wasn't ESPN. I don't know who it was. 
Um, but they were all like kind of shooting the shit. And one of them, maybe it was TSN. And one of them goes, uh, remember the Fenway group not only owns the Penguins, they own the Red Sox and Liverpool. Who knows where Kyle Dubas ends up? And I'm like, what are we doing here with this yeah. guy? What was I mean, weird when they fired Gallant, the post came out with a thing saying how they really wanted Mike Sullivan. But Mike Sullivan wasn't leaving Pittsburgh, but they created this scenario where if Dubas got fired and Keith got fired, that Dubas would go to Pittsburgh and bring Keith with him. That would open up Mike Sullivan. And it's kind of like a weird thing where like, damn, like maybe that would happen. Would you rather have Mike Sullivan or Patrick? No, I think Max Sullivan, uh, dude, Mike Sullivan's a product of having Sidney fucking Crosby. As you, a so you'd rather have Patrick Waugh? Is what I you're saying? So. It'd at least be fun. Like it'd be like kind of fucking cool to see what happens. Like, Game one opening face off of the second period. He pulls the goalie. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, and this wasn't on here. I saw this. Um, Sergei Fedorov was interviewed to be a coach for the blue jackets. Really? Yep. I saw that on Twitter uh, earlier this week. That could be an interesting kind of thing that goes on. Cause Fedorov did something. He's actually a good coach over in, uh, KHL. He did something weird where he like pulled the goalie to make it like a five, a six on four, some shit like that, like scored. the second period or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But they scored though. It worked. Yeah, but Putin's also a leading goal scorer in the KHL. So take yeah. that with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Paul Murray's coach Rod Brindamore in the Carolina Hurricanes to the Eastern Conference Final in 2002 and 2008. 14 years later, they're coaching against each other, and Maurice put him over his lap and gave him a spanking. So, and big old spanking. Still crying about it. Um, NHL playoffs, we kind of touched on a lot of stuff, but uh, the Panthers, they won four games. Game one, they won three to two in four overtimes. They won, uh, that was game one. Game two, they won two to one in an overtime. Game three, they won one nothing. In game four, they won four three. Matthew Kachuk went off. Ryan Lomberg had a fucking hell of a shift to get the go ahead goal in game four. He uh, remember, he also scored a uh, uh, OT in that four overtime game that got waved off. <laughs> yeah. He's, I mean, crazy. that's what you got to have it to go deep is a contributing fourth line. Doesn't have to be every game, but a shift here and there, a goal here and there, long cycle, long possession. That's what makes the difference. I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it would have been a, a huge difference, but not having Svechnikov definitely fucking yeah. hurt Carolina oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It was almost the Sebastian Ajo show, and then whoever else would kind of contribute. Jesper Fast had a good uh, playoff, so did Jordan Martinuk. Um. Yeah, I mean, the better well, team, also the better team won. Slavin getting lit up tonight. Hurt oh, good what a, what God. A to play against. That guy was on another planet. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a clean hit, personally. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He got rocked yeah. in the absolute perfect place to get absolutely banana there lands up top. angle their helmets hit. And then like, you have people being like, it's a clean hit, but that hit shouldn't be in hockey. Right. Fuck you. Watch a different sport. Ping bong. Uh, I want to bring this up. This is completely unrelated to playoffs, but not not completely. Um, Bruce Levine, he's a uh, beat writer for the Dallas Stars. He made a he made a he tweeted earlier. Next Olympics, Team USA. Just start with the Kachuk and Hughes brothers and fill in the blanks. Could you imagine? You got and then you got Jason Robertson. You got the, the dude. USA could be an absolute wagon. I think it'd be really fun to put the Kachuk brothers on the same line and just watch them terrorize God. Canada. I think absolutely, that'd be really, really, really. Sam Bennett, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Um. Do you well, guys have anything we'll, else? We'll I mean, though, with Florida. Listen to our Florida fans out there. I mean, I'm sorry to our Carolina fans out there. 
we do have at least one, that one guy, remember? Yep. So to the Carolina fans, look, it's tough. Your team's out. We all get it. But do you know about BetterHelp? <laughs> so BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues, including your team getting bounced. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. In between the second and third period, maybe? Need a little pick-me-up. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism, professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Right now, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash the morning skate. That's better com slash the morning skate. Check it out. If you guys need help, don't be fucking weird about it. Get it. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. That's it. Um, good job, Bernie. Thanks, buddy. Uh <laughs> now we're gonna move on to speaking of better help. We're gonna talk about the Vegas um uh, Dallas series. Uh I think that's betterhelp.com slash morning skate. <laughs> it's pinkwinny.com. <laughs> let's let's uh let's let's talk let's talk shop dude you're down three nothing your captain got suspended two games is there any chance no series is over well, there's uh, always a chance right well i mean history is not on our side he's, uh, not, a, he's not he's not a leafs fan brownie it's over yeah no the there's not a single team in the conference finals that have come back from three to zero um i think outside of that i think the record is like 204 um <laughs> it's just not it's just not feasible um, you know, it's unfortunate. It's been a fun season. The future's bright, kind of like what I said earlier. But again, to kind of repeat myself one more time, this team is just tired. They're exhausted. Um, they played a really, really talented Kraken team that I don't think anyone expected to make it as far as they did. Uh, kudos to the Kraken. One for knocking out the defending Stanley Cup champions uh, and Nate McKinnon, uh, sub-carbs. And, you know, they've, they, made a, they made a big impact outside of that series. And I think we're seeing that. Uh, with the Golden Knights and Stars series right now. So, um, you know, I hate to say it's over, but, you know, turn out the lights, the party's over. Kind of so reminds me when the Rangers lost to the Kings. There were a lot of one-goal games, but the series only went five. I'm looking at this. Game one and game two both went to overtime. Those are just a couple bounces that go either way, right? Like, yeah. you're and, 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 on the wrong side of the, the fucking thing. And there's really no excuse, uh, but... You know, I don't know if you guys watched closely at all for those first two games. Game one, the ice conditions in Vegas, everyone was flopping all over the place. Nobody had edges. Um, I don't know what it is with their kick plates, but they got some kind of putty on there. Those things, the bounces that the kick plates had behind the net or behind the goal, for that to bounce as far out as it did, it just, you know, it's the bad bounces that get you beat. And, you know, you lose that first game bit of a heartbreaker same thing with the second one i think after game two mentally you know i don't care if you're an nhl player you're down 2-0 it's hard not to check out at some level well, it's hard not to check out when your captain fucking gets yeah and then yeah you paper. go game three and your captain goes full banana lands uh street mercenary um and you know it, but the funniest thing and this is this is unrelated to the hit but the picture of jamie ben digging his stick into mark stone's neck is you see two of the weirdest tape jobs in the NHL with Jamie Ben who puts like two stripes on his toe and then Mark Stone with that 
super soft putter grip that he has on his knob. Like it's just the weirdest visual. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, I, I kudos to the Vegas golden Knights, uh, not their fan base because you guys don't know what suffering is. You've missed the playoffs once in your existence. Good job, Gary Bettman. You got what you want. Your stupid fucking expansion teams doing a good job. Finally, um, like outside of the, the fact that I wish it was another team that was beating us, I'd be much more okay with the McDavid dries idol, you know, beating the stars down and we could at least say, Oh, well the best player in hockey is doing it. Vegas really doesn't move the needle for me. I don't think Aiden Hill's a great goalie, but he's not being tested. So I can't blame him for, you know, being good. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Stars are pretty much cooked. Uh, the tickets on the, the kitchen line waiting for the plate to be taken out to the table. I'm just waiting for the meal to get here. You can argue that the they got the Vegas might have the best coach right now in the NHL. I, it's possible. I mean, you know, he comes yeah. in and he does a great job. He kind of puts the no nonsense, no bullshit rule that he had with Boston and says, you know, this is what we're going to do. You guys are going to listen to my plan. You're going to get out, go eat hot dogs with Kessel. You know, it's really what do it boils you, down to. You think Seattle took more out of them than Minnesota? <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. I think when, when Minnesota and stars played against each other, they knew what they were getting into. I think the tone was set in that first game with that hit on Pavelski um, and the way that Dumba kind of react to it, the shrug, the nonchalant, the smile, the, you know, the kind of the smirks and things like that. You go, Oh, it is okay. This is going to be one of those series. All right, cool. Um, You know, we know, we know how to battle against that. And they did, you know, they, they got physical when they needed to, even though Minnesota out hit them in every single game, they still found a way to make it work. And they said, you know, you guys can brutalize us and you guys can beat us, but we're going to be able to shoot and score on you at will. Um, with Seattle, I think they went in going, okay, this team is not really experienced that much. Uh, and then Seattle just said, yeah, that's bullshit. We got four Seattle, second lines. All they're real relentless, man. They are. They don't stop. They're fast up and down 200 feet both ways. They cannot. They don't They don't let off the gas. Um, I will say, I was hoping for a Seattle-Florida final because I think that would have been very entertaining hockey. Yeah, but you would have had the weirdest time zone changes. You go from watching it three great. in the afternoon to fucking midnight. Yeah, it would have been great. Yeah, because they both got to play it, you know? Yeah, so it's uh it's a wrap. I, I just don't see the stars. Uh, they might they might squeeze one out. I really hope they don't tomorrow. And my 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 personal opinion, I'd rather, you know, I don't want to see Vegas celebrate. It's gonna be a four hour celebration with uh, streamers and all kinds of fireworks and shit. Uh, you know what? With the stars, twenty minutes, pick up the trophy, get off the ice. It's over. Actually, th- we were talking about this the other day. At work. So let me ask you this, both of you. Would you rather win a game seven on the road to eliminate a team? Wait, what was the other half of the question? <laughs> I don't remember what the other half was. <laughs> well, then we know what your pick was. Yeah, I would rather, I would rather, I don't remember. Was it? Oh, it was either, would you rather... Oh god, we're oh. watching a full brownie breakdown right now. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea what the other half of that fucking is. Fucking meltdown. He just <laughs> me, he just me a cope with his own thing. Yeah, I don't remember. I could text the guy, but he's probably asleep. That's what happens when we're on. We're recording past midnight East Coast time. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's uh you know what, but it's it's been a fun season. It really has. I think this team has got a really good setup for the future. Um, I, my my main concern off the ice, um 
is just how Pete DeBoer is going to continue to run this team. I don't have any issues with what he's done this season. I think he's brought a lot of good out of a lot of guys. You look at Ben in the regular season, Sagan in the regular season, how they bounce back a little bit, kind of saw shades of them old, their old selves. Um, but DeBoer is notoriously good in his first season with a new team and then kind of doesn't fizzle, but he's just kind of he just kind of floats. And so that's my biggest concern is is he's going to have a young core that he's going to have a lot of new guys coming in next season. I'm very interested to see how he manages the expectations of rookies um, versus sophomores and versus like, you know, the, the junior quote unquote year guys like Robertson. So, um, yeah, he's got an unbelievable record in his first year. We talked about that a podcast yeah. two ago. Uh, I, I wish we had actually looked to see what the records were the second and third, like how much the drop-off was. I wonder if it's a, if it's a situation where they get tired of the message or if other teams figure out the system combo, you know, I mean, who knows? It, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see the Rangers, uh, the Rangers. I just scrolled past their name. That's why I said that. I don't see the stars front office reacting quite like the Vegas golden Knights did. I think the Vegas Golden Knights were very quick to react. Like they had one bad season where they don't make the playoffs and they're like, get this guy out of here. He's a bum. I think they wanted him out and that was just a cover, to be honest. Yeah. I I mean, I'm looking at his stats, his head coaching record. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. It, not the, not the, not the, not the best, but, you know. We'll see. It's going to be an exciting, like I said, exciting offseason. I think the Stars are set up for success for a very long time, um, at least making playoff runs in every season in some way, shape, or form. Um, I, I would give them at least one cup within the next five to six years, uh, and then at least making the playoffs every one of those years. They might turn into, you know, oh, they're back again, but they're only going to make it to the second round and then peter out. It's going to come down to you know can they outlast the competition and can Jake Ottinger get a solid backup goaltender that's going to stay healthy all season? Yeah, <clears throat> and that's talking Dallas Stars, dude. So <laughs> sorry, that, those sorry for the What's funny is our only listener in Dallas is on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those were uh, that's NHL news playoffs, and now we're going to go to dump and change. All right. Well, it's not been changed. I'm gonna go run and grab a water, but go. I'm listening. All right. The first couple are sad, and that's why I'm wearing the Browns hat. Uh, R.I.P. Jim Brown, arguably one of the best running backs in football history, passed away at the age of 87 last week. The athlete, civil rights advocate, and actor played nine seasons in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns and was a Pro Bowl player every season. He won the MVP three times, led the league in rushing for eight of his nine seasons, and won a title with the Browns in 1964. His number 44 was retired after his time at Syracuse, and he was acknowledged as one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time. And actually, the PLL named their MVP award after him. Uh, At the peak of his NFL career, he retired to pursue acting and appeared in 53 films and was credited as being, quote, the first black action hero. Brown was also involved with the civil rights movement from the beginning with Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, and other notable black athletes of the time. He founded the Black Economic Union to help promote economic opportunities for minority-owned businesses. And in his con- in the context of his work in L.A. with at-risk youths, he negotiated the Watts truce between rival gangs. Uh, briefly, in 1983, 17 years after his retirement, 
Brown considered coming back to the NFL with the Raiders uh, when it appeared Franco Harris was going to break his all-time rushing record. Brown was publicly critical of Harris' style of running, uh, saying how he would duck out of bounds where Brown would take on all tackles, RIP to a true legend. Um, my dad saw him play lacrosse once and still talks about it. He was unstoppable. Just get the ball behind the net. They would dump it to him. He'd go the whole length of the field and just power through guys and score. I think my dad said they he when he, he saw a game at Syracuse where Syracuse won like 11 to 1, and Jim Brown had 10 of the goals. That's just an absolute. I had no game. idea. I had no idea he played lacrosse whatsoever. Yeah, one of the best lacrosse players of all time. Uh, and then today, RIP Tina Turner, known as the Queen of Rock and Roll, uh, Turner passed away at age 83 in Switzerland after a successful career with her abusive husband, Ike, Turner reinvented herself in the eighties, going on to sell over a hundred million records and win 12 Grammys. She was the first black artist and the first woman to grace the cover of Rolling Stone magazine and was nominated for the rock and roll hall of fame. Not once, but twice. Oh, no big deal. Good. Uh, and then after becoming a minority owner in the Mark Davis owned WNBA Las Vegas aces, Tom Brady is set to become an owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they announced earlier this week. So maybe he'll come and play. I would not be upset with that as a Raiders fan. Uh, former Raider Bo Jackson. Wow. Heavy Raiders has been fighting hiccups for over a year. I don't know if you guys heard this story. Some of the Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> He's tried everything, including sniffing a porcupine's ass to get rid of them. He's now undergoing a medical procedure uh, surgery to get some relief. Can you imagine having hiccups for a year? That's what we should have done. What would be awful to have for a year? That could have been our third start. Sniffing a porcupine's ass dude. next week. Uh, Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 81. Smoke looks pretty good. Amazing. Uh, Steve O, because it's not a podcast without a jackass reference. Steve O spit a 10 foot fireball before flowing, throwing out the flaming first pitch at the San Diego's Padres game last Monday night. The jackass star, jackass star tossed the pitch uh, to the Padres mascot. What? Is the jackoff star? Is that what I said? Yeah. yeah. I said jackoff star? Well, I, there was that one episode. Horny. <laughs> oh, man. Um, a family of orcas in Spain are targeting boat propellers and steering mechanism ever since the matriarch of the pod was hit by a boat. They've been training their young whales and have sunk three boats in the last three years while causing damage to many others that have come cl too close to the pod. This is all believed to be in response to when uh, when she was injured non-fatally when she was hit by a boat back in 2020. The whales attacked the rudder and then they slammed the boat repeatedly in the side of the hull, sometimes with as many as five or six attacking at once. Dude, I saw this on Instagram. This is fucking crazy. Can you imagine? This is awesome. I'm so way? rooting for the orcas in this. So like Vancouver, Vancouver fans are going, that's how it's done. The boats, <laughs> the boats that sank, like did the people die? Did they get eaten? No. No fatalities. No orca has never eaten uh has never eaten a person in the wild, only uh in captivity. Interesting. Okay. Well, wouldn't I mean wouldn't you? That's why they're like I'm surprised that they won it though. I don't well, they probably haven't seen Blackfish. So Yeah, once they see Blackfish, it's on. Uh, and then this is my favorite story. A drunk driver in Colorado tried to swap spots with his dog when he was pulled over by the police. Being pulled over for going 52 and a 30. The driver tried to fool the cops as he exited the vehicle from the passenger side and said the dog was driving before trying to flee on foot. 
The police apprehended him 20, year, 20 yards from the car, and he was booked on resisting arrest and a DUI. In a statement, the PD said the dog was released and will not face any charges as he was let go with a warning. He's I a good boy. This from the cops, they should have said in, in the in the statement, they should have said he was a very good boy. Dude, can, good you, boy. can you imagine being the judge is going to have to fucking go up and like read that and be like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Insane. So there you go. Uh, I don't really have any Rangers because they suck. We kind of talked. We talked about the Bruins there for a yeah. second. Anything? Got nothing. Uh, Northeastern, anything? Uh, Coach Carp is our newest gear model. Check it out on our social media. He looks great, dude. Around Coach Carp. Oh, no, at N Carpinito. <laughs> uh, and purely ground up by softball. That's about all I got. I was supposed to play tonight, but we had the Zoom thing for my daughter's school, so I was OUT tonight. Right, fair enough. Yeah, um, one, and, one and one on the weekend, boys. One and one on the weekend. Oh, there you go, Fink. How, how'd it go? Uh, went good. First game, we had a couple of ringers in there, but the second game, we were the ringers, so it was kind of balanced. You know, everything is right in the force. That's kind of the thing. <laughs> I have never seen more photos of a beer league team than from you. Hey, I told Ked before we started recording, it's not my fault that some of the guys on my team have girlfriends that have expensive-ass cameras and like to follow us around because we look fucking stellar. It's not my fault. Yeah, he's a I, I, I wasn't. Listen, don't get defensive, he, buddy. I was just, I was just <laughs> making an observation. He just neglected to tell us that he actually has a group chat with all the girlfriends and lets them know exactly what time that he's going to be on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the uh, best part is I'm going to start tagging this going every single picture that I post from now on. You should just tag it. <laughs> there, bud. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Dom, well, not just heroes and zeros. I think Star Wars every time I hear that music. Yeah, that's like a good it. song, yeah. Um, I have well, Hero of the Week. I am, uh, I, I don't know really how to say this. I'm, I don't want to say that. Uh, I'm actively in the job market right now, and mental That's health, what you couldn't figure out how to say. Well, I just, I don't want to be like rude about it. Uh, I'm unemployed and need a job. Yeah, no, I mean, but mental health is like a plus. I got a job today at bartending at a bar down the road. Let's go. Um, helping out some other like people with like marketing type shit until you know I find like the big boy thing or whatever. You're, you're freelancing as a consultant. Yeah. And you, so, you update your resume. But what's yeah. cool is, I mean, I've spoke to some pretty like pretty big people in terms of like the success that they've had in their careers and positions that they've held, and they've checked out the morning skate and they're like, dude, why don't you just do that? So I think what I'm gonna do is really just do like the bartending, odd jobs, consulting, whatever it is. And whenever I'm not doing, just focus full time on this. I think this coming up is there's definitely an opportunity. Uh, we definitely have to have some meetings and stuff. But let me tell you what, boys, I have not been this happy in a very long time. So that's what it's all about, buddy. Yeah, like hundred percent. It was one of those things. Mentals. Yeah, no, it was, and it was just one of those things where I just could not do that anymore, and now I'm not doing it. And I learned a lot. Thankful for the opportunity. If anybody that I work with listening to this, for the most part, I appreciate you um but yeah so i think that's kind of my hero of the week is just like saying i'm all set i think that's kind of like a brave thing to do yeah pumping my own tire so yeah, i think that's ride. pretty good i have a zero but my zero is actually going to show up in our uh three stars so i'll i'll wait okay. for that because it's we're doing craziest things that we've seen or 
stupidest things like the Jamie Benn thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I definitely have a zero for that. So, uh, or a star for that. So that's that's kind of what I got. Uh, I have two heroes, which is weird. Uh, no zero. So there's this priest in Brazil named Juan Pablo. He takes abandoned dogs off the street, feeds them, bathes them, and then brings a dog each mass to find them a home. He saves dozens and dozens of strays uh, over the years. It's pretty so cool. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. And then I don't know if you guys heard this story about Sid in the Bahamas with his girlfriend. Uh, sitting at a table, a uh, family who are Pittsburgh ticket season ticket holders with their 10-year-old daughter saw him and his girlfriend and another couple. The parents were like, we're not going over there. The daughter was like, that's my favorite player. Went over, introduced himself, introduced herself, had a nice conversation with Sid, uh, signed her some autographs, pictures, the whole deal. The parents, you know, kind of waved. He went over, chatted with them and everything. Uh, they got up, left, went to pay. Sid had picked, taken care of their bill. He's just a pro. Just he, a pro. Just, he, didn't have, he didn't have to do that, right? Oh, no, he's it, con- right? consummate, that's consummate pro. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Thanks. Oh man, boys! Uh, hero of the week, uh, man, that's tough. Um, probably got to give a shout out. Speaking of, of jobs, I was uh, I was with a, a team last year, um, Mid City Junior Stars. Gave me an awesome opportunity, um, but I took the opportunity and have moved on to a new organization that just uh, not only has an NA3HL team but also an NAHL team, uh, the Texas and Lone Star Brahmas. That's where I've been working at. Um, so those are the heroes of the week for me for giving me the opportunity to continue to do what I love and the passion and keep building. Um, really excited for this next season. Uh, they've got their own rink. They've got their own basically arena, uh, from top to bottom, which is new for me. Um, so super, super excited about that. Uh, and they let me drive a Zamboni in the off season. So that's pretty sick. I think I looked at the Bron. Don't they have, they have a pretty sick logo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. Uh, they've been around. They were in the CHL before. They used yeah. to be in Fort Worth in uh, the Fort Worth Coliseum. Um, then I believe that they had the Texas Tornado. That's where Ben Bishop played. He had that goalie fight that everyone likes to talk about. That's uh, that uh, that was where I started to watch hockey back in the CHL live on a regular basis. And yeah, it's just kind of cool to be a part of it because they're one of like the deepest teams history wise here in North Texas. Um, you know, it's it's just really cool to kind of experience it, see the banners, and you know that's. Just to be able to walk into a rink every day and say that's where I work at is just unreal. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Congrats, Appreciate man. It. Appreciate Shout it. Shout out for that. Um, we'll definitely we'll share some stuff on our socials about it. We'll get we'll get the people involved. Oh, the team, um, the team. I've already I've already started pumping the tires. That's what I wrote the article about. I had to I had to watch those poor kids get bumped from the playoffs by the uh, Shreveport Mud Bugs, and uh, that was unlike yeah yeah unreal name. But yeah, that was that was an unreal experience, and just just seeing those kids, a lot of those kids, knowing that that was their last time to ever play like organized professional hockey, it's pretty heartbreaking. What's the age? Uh, Sixteen to twenty. So some of them go off to college, some of them don't, some of them just, you know, kind of shift into society, and and hockey kind of becomes a, you know, a weekend thing or a footnote. Well, nowadays, right, with all the NIL stuff and the kids getting paid, they, that doesn't uh, mess up their NCAA status, right? Can they go play? No, they call basically, um, what do they call it, between year. So a lot of them, it's like if they, they get out of high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically get out of high school. They're not quite good enough to play for college, uh, for colleges, but a lot of them go to you know D3, D2 schools. Yeah. Um, but they get the opportunity to keep playing. So this kind of gives them the chance to hone their craft a little bit more and then right. kind of understand the, 
not the business side, but what it's like to to be on the road and have to do this and make it kind of a, a job. Um, and then they build up into like a D3, D2. Some go D1 as well. So nice. Sign me up, dude. I got a couple of ability left. So yeah, yeah. Bring it on down. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, I'll well, get my knee fixed by the team doctor. <laughs> we have uh one last segment, three stars. Uh, I will say that Florida, for those that care about this stuff, I just saw it. They did touch the Prince yes, of Wales trophy. Immediately. Kachuk went up there and basically spanked the thing. Yeah. Spank it. Uh-huh. Um, so three stars of the week. After seeing what Jamie Ben did, what are the top three dumbest things that you've seen? Um, I'll go first. My third star is just the entire Tiger King uh, documentary. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just this just absolute wild card wild west dude running around with a bunch of tigers getting bit trying to kill carol baskins allegedly uh and then him thinking that trump was going to be was going to what's it called like like the one of the last days that presidents have where they can can yeah that that joe exotic thought that donald trump was going to pardon him and they all showed up and like yeah we think they have a good chance and i don't really think trump's ever even fucking heard of him so i think my third star it has to be that entire series like yeah that captivated the world though that was right when covid COVID, bro like that like that was the first thing really covid it was just it was one of those things where like you think you have it bad or you think you have it rough or like, oh, hey, something crazy happened to me today. And you just do not understand that there are just people out there that are just way weirder than you are. He's running for president <laughs> from jail. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. My third star, Joe Exotic, man. Uh, I got to hit my honorable mentions because I have some. <coughs> uh, Tom Cruise jumping on Oprah's couch. Remember that? That was insane. No. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was he's a psycho. Why was uh, that insane? He was he was jumping on her couch uh trying to profess his love for Katie Holmes. Yep. Oh, and he was ju- he was literally jumping up and down on her couch. Okay. Um not to get political, but the Vietnam War was kind of fucked up. Yep. Uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of a mistake. What is what is Good Morning Vietnam from? Good morning, Vietnam. From the it's movie Vietnam Good Morning, Morning Vietnam. Williams. Yeah. Movie. Okay, 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 okay. It's literally the name of the movie. Yeah. Right, well, oh, he said one. it. He said it. Uh, here's your song. Um, right. uh, hold on. Uh, let's see here. So that, oh, the 1986 World Series for the Red Sox when the ball went through Buckner's yeah. leg. Buckner yeah. should have been pulled. He should not have been playing. That was that's on the that was on the coach, Sean McNamara. Uh, is that all of them? Oh, the Bruins 2015 draft. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I, I I have an honorable mention and it's not really specific, but I see clips of every once in a while, like when somebody's right. playing Wheel of Fortune and you clearly know what the answer is and, and they just they just butcher it and it's like oh yeah yeah or they get greedy and then they lose it. I love that. Like, That's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Uh, and then I have just a couple more. Uh, when Bobby Orr got traded to Chicago, when his remember his agent didn't uh, tell him that About the Bruins offered yeah. percentage. Yep. Yeah. And then these are personal ones. I one time in college there was a fight. And I grabbed a bottle and went to hit this huge guy in the back of the head. It was a plastic bottle of vodka. I got fucked up by that kid. <laughs> uh, there was that one. And then I got a buddy who listens. Shout out Wolfie. 
we were in high school or maybe after high school, came home after a little too much to drink, went to make himself an Elio's pizza. His mom woke up to the fire, smoke alarms going off, opened the door and hit him in the head as he was laying there on the bathroom floor. We still bring that up and he still loves Elio's pizza. So, <laughs> shout out Wolfie. There you go. That's my honorable mention. So my third star. Oh, I don't know which one to make my third star. All right. My third star was Bush in 2003 when he did that mission accomplished speech and then invaded Iraq well after that. And it went on for like about a year, but he made it out in his speech. There was the banner and everything. That was so dumb. Yeah. A little dumb. There you go. Number three. Uh, number three for me, uh, man, it's going to be me. It's a personal thing. Um, long story short, went down to Galveston, uh, buddy of mine's dad who passed away 10 years ago. He was kind of like a second father to me. Love the dude to death, but, um, I made a really stupid comment. Didn't get called on until the morning after by him. Uh, Galveston is one of the biggest or was one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest imports for cotton. And, uh, I, immediately and i was in high school at the time went damn that's a lot of sheep and uh no one caught it and i got called out the next day at breakfast and the buddy's dad goes you guys are either the dumbest motherfuckers in the world or the nicest friends ever because you guys should have absolutely dug him in the ground uh so that's i'm number three so we talk about how we need to update stuff so we could do like t-shirts like with something funny and put it on a shirt right get him out damn that's a lot of sheep it with the outline of Texas would be hilarious. Yeah, or like a cotton plant. Yeah. Plant at where Galveston is. That would be a hilarious t-shirt. Yeah. Great one, Frank. I like that. It's a good one, Fink. Uh my second star is the fact that the New York Rangers played Mark Stahl for as long as they did. That was the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing that I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. And now this guy might win a fucking Stanley Cup and Henrik Lundqvist didn't get one. To me, that is the epitome of stupid. So that would be my second star. Uh, I have a tie for number two because I couldn't decide. Elon Musk buying Twitter. I mean, you could have done so many other things with that money. We talked about that at the time. Then the other one, do you guys remember when Tanya Harding got her boyfriend to hit Nancy Kerrigan? Oh, yeah. How yeah. fucking dumb was that? Yeah. Newak. Newak. Pretty fucking stupid. I dated one of her cousins. <laughs> Atta boy. Humble brag. Yeah. Nancy Kerrigan's not Tanya Olympic Harding. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> uh number two goes to the sports business journal for naming gary bettman with their lifetime achievement award you that's fucking kidding me seriously that's a good one. unbelievable that's a good one uh my number one star brownie kind of already knows it ties into actually one of his stars so this weekend i played in a softball tournament and uh i got i got pretty fucking loaded sunday night and i got home i hadn't eaten all day so i'm like okay put a pizza in the oven oh. Fell asleep, woke up at 5.30, opened my eyes, and, like, you know when you're driving a car and through, like, heavy fog, so, like, your eyes are literally on the windshield, like, trying to see what's going on? Oh, no. That's what it was with my eyes open. I'm like, what the fuck? And I remember, like, smelling something. Be like, why does it smell like something's burning? I'm like, oh, my God, the pizza's in the oven. And, dude, my entire apartment was covered in smoke, like, covered in smoke. And so I ran out, turned it off, opened up the windows, I actually, when I said I was getting the water, I was putting on sweatpants because my windows have been open for like ever and it's freezing in here. Um, just very, very, very lucky that I woke up at 530 in the morning. 
rattled as fuck the entire day Monday. I don't think I sent out a text message. I was just like, it was yeah, bad. It was one of those moments where it, that's why <laughs> it could have been very, 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 very bad. So I think I'm actually off the sauce for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if you follow me on socials, I've been kind of on a bender here for the last month or so. So I think it's time to kind of you know not do that anymore. So see if we had the technology right here is where we'd insert the clip <laughs> of you last week going summer goals. I'm only gonna drink like twice a yeah. month. Well, that, that, I mean, that's why I want it's for two month, weeks yeah. at a time, both times, but it's only, twice yeah, a month. it was, uh, it was fucked, dude. It was scary shit. Opening my eyes and seeing that much smoke. I didn't like, think you were going to tell the story. That's why I told my story. Yeah, about it was, was like, that's probably the most scared I think I've ever been. And just like, what a fucking idiot. Like what a dumb, dumb fucking idiot. And I have another story, but I'm going to tell you guys it offline. Cause I, I can't tell you. Fair. But this one also happened recently over the last like couple months. So this pizza thing happened and my I, I called my mom like it's like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, hey, are you up? <laughs> She's like, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, well, I may might have made a boo-boo. So <laughs> shout out to Doreen for coming over and like kind of talking me off a ledge. But she's like, this happened. And then this happened a couple months ago. You need to stop doing this. It's going to kill me. I'm like, OK, all right. What fair type enough. Of pizza got me. What'd you say? What type of pizza? Cauliflower pizza, dude. I'm still trying to keep it tight, bro. It was a buff. It was a uh, veggie, pe- dude. And I had cauliflower bites in there too. Like it was gonna be a meal. See, my thing is, is I have literally the most comfortable bed on planet Earth, and it's not even like a fucking really expensive one. Like we got out like this weird mattress place like years ago, but this thing is fucking deadly. Like the moment you sit in that thing, you are cocked, and there ain't there ain't nothing. There's no struggle, nothing. You just you're done. So it was just. Dude, I, I I wish I had like kind of a like a GoPro video of me opening my eyes to see what I saw. Like, like I that was scene like, in the oh. Hangover when he wakes up with a tattoo on his face. It was. <laughs> I I felt like I, I was like in a movie. It was just like this can't be happening right now. Like, and I the, I have a picture of the fucking the pizza. It's a hockey puck. I was about to say it's a hockey puck now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number. That's my number one star, and that literally happened like five days ago. So. Uh, my number one star is the dumbest thing i've ever seen i think live sports was when and remember i'm not a patriots fan but patriots seahawks super bowl oh yeah and when they didn't give the ball to marshawn lynch run the ball and they threw it and they made i can't remember the guy's name who picked him off malcolm uh, butler malcolm butler they made his career and he went on i mean good for him and remember uh marshawn lynch walked off the field laughing like that the Pete Carroll got in his own head, and yeah, that might have been the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a sporting event. Yeah, pretty fucking stupid. Yep. Uh, number one for me, and and if when my friends listen to this, they'll know they'll know it's coming. They are the Disney adults of the music industry, Swifties, the dumbest people in the world. <laughs> oh boy, give yeah, me, but you want to know what? They might be dumb, but fuck, man, they. I don't think there's a more loyal fan base, family, very loyal, like. They're loyal to a girl that keeps getting dumped by better musicians, and that's the only reason she makes any music anymore is because she's not a good girlfriend that no one wants around. <laughs> some, uh, of songs, some of her songs fucked though, dude. No, I don't listen to a single thing. I had a bunch of friends go with their kids and stuff when they she was at Gillette with a Patriots play. I heard a podcast. They were talking. I don't remember which one. They were like, "Has everyone ever? Has anyone ever thought that maybe?" Taylor Swift is abusive to these guys, and that's why they leave. Hey, <laughs> I'm saying 
there's something deeper going on here. But there's more teenage girls and 20-somethings that are getting over heartbreaks for whatever reason that, uh, I mean, that's that's a war I want to see. You want to talk about Vietnam? You want to put Disney adults against Swifties and see what happens? My God. Could Dude, you have imagine? they not had a South Park episode about Taylor Swift yet? I don't I. If they haven't, like it's got to be coming. Yeah, like oh, man. Something like she makes like $6 million for per concert or something outrageous. That must That's be a good. net, I think. That must be crazy. Good. Music's terrible. Uh, one time I was at a uh, Phantoms game. This was actually probably pretty stupid. And Adirondack Phantoms, they were the Flyers um, AHL team. And Zach Ronaldo was a scratch that night. And I went up to him and I was like, fourth line forever, man. Healthy scratch. How's the food taste? And I wasn't being a dick. Like I was literally like being, and he got fucking pissed. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. I wasn't chirping you, dude. I'm fourth liner too, bro. I was wondering if you're having the fucking like fried dough. Like chill, chill the fuck out, man. Like he was, he was big mad. So that, that was probably pretty stupid, realistically. I mean, we, me and my friends, we... We, we allegedly took a bouncy bounce one time at a state park because somebody left it behind. And we're like, oh, we're just going to take it. So we took it. And then my one buddy's like, yeah, you can blow it up in our front yard. So we blew it up in his front yard. And his parents got home. They're like, what the fuck is this? And they made us call the number on the side of the thing. We almost we almost got in a lot of trouble for that. A lot of trouble. That's a big that. bobo. That was fucking stupid. I mean, that, dude, that, I, I do stupid shit all the time. It's just kind of like part of my DNA, right? Like, <laughs> but I'm trying what to grow out of it. Before the internet, like we were talking about this not too long ago with me and one of my buddies. If you got caught doing any crimes like pre-1990, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, but like pre... Okay, but then the whole DNA thing started coming out. So like people... That's what I said, pre-1990. Yeah. If somebody committed a murder in 1970 and then DNA came out and they came... Oh, oh, I see what what I'm saying. Do you know not, something not, like I'm not a murder advocate, but do you that, know that nationwide murders they only solve like 40%, which is fucking nuts. And they they say I, that there's so many serial killers going on at like one yeah. point and it's it's crazy cuz like I I watched uh, I don't watch. I listened the first podcast I ever listened to was called Serial. You ever hear of that? Yeah, yeah. Great great and podcast. They, it's an unreal podcast and they they break down this murder and how they were using cell phone towers and like cameras and shit. And that was like yeah. years ago. Now think about all the technology they had. Did you see that uh, Murdoch guy? That was just that he like killed his wife and his and his son. And... Oh, the Netflix thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I watched that. Like that was fucking nuts. Dude, like, I lived in South Carolina for three years. I knew a lot of people like those fuckers. That's yeah. yeah that was bananas. There's one on HBO too. There's there's multiple documentaries out. That's bananas. I think it's pretty stupid when you when you're on like a highway and you see somebody going the wrong way on that highway. It's like ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you might have you might need to turn around there, pal. Like that's happened a couple times. And let's be honest, those are some of the weirdest looking mutants I've ever seen come out of South Carolina. Oh, those guys, yeah. Those ginger fucks. Yeah. Dude, they're yeah, all gingers yeah. down there and they tuck Good their they tuck God. their shirts into their khakis. Go balls, dude. Go balls. <laughs> so. Go who? Vols, volunteers. Tennessee. It's Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking oh, game so Gamecocks. Well, I you just mentioned a redheaded kid with a t-shirt tucked in. I would think that would be a Tennessee volunteer fan. I said I mean that section of the country is kind of dedicated to tucked in uh khakis. So we when I lived down there, we had uh uh I think it was like uh was it was satellite, but you had the little card that you put in it and you could you could send them away and people would decode them so you could get every channel or whatever. 
So we would sometimes watch football on Sundays at my house. And I remember me and my buddy Glenn, we, he comes over. He's like, we're going to watch football all day. He's in like sweats and a T-shirt, right? He's from New Hampshire. I literally, I think, open the door in a pair of boxes and a T-shirt. It's my fucking house, right? Yeah. This guy who lived down there, Brent Brandon, I think his name was Brandon. He shows up with like a golf shirt, khakis, tucked in with like a plate of fucking food. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna watch the game. I'm like, you bring a yeah, fucking you bring a charcuterie board, Brandon, bro. It was like, like, it was going, like it was like veggies. I was like, well, I don't know what's happening here, but there's there's a big pot of mac and cheese and beer. So there was enjoy. one time I was in college, we the hockey team, like we would go to the library and shit. And one time a kid opened up his computer and he forgot to turn Pornhub off. And <laughs> you just heard a chick just groaning and everybody kind of looked over. That was pretty dumb. Like realistically looking back on that, there's a lot of dumb shit that happens, but I'm glad that for the most part, we kept that PG. Um, but that's what we had for the podcast an hour and 32 minutes later. Wow. If you guys are still, still tuned in, thank Thanks for joining us. We really, really appreciate having you on. It's always pretty, pretty fun when you join us. Um, and boys, do we have anything else that we kind of want to say other than heated core morning skate 15, better help, better help.com slash morning skate. Check out uh key sparkling water, new sparkling water company that we're kind of, yeah, listen, key sparkling water. First off, I drink sparkling water nonstop. Second off, I saw that was key lime. I love key lime. This is lime right here. And I lived in the good. So how about a case to your boy? I, I, I can see what I can do. So good. I will I will uh talk it up as much as you like and, and a t-shirt maybe something you know I, I got yeah <laughs> but do you guys got anything else for the for our fan oh, my only other biggest dumb thing was that the Bruins didn't sign Jerome McGinley earlier and he only was here one season but god bless you Jerome wherever you are yep stars legend <laughs> yeah. all right guys thanks for tuning in we will talk to you guys next week <laughs>